Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu/visit. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked-about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show, melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch, and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. Well, good morning and happy Taco Tuesday. How the heck are you? You good? Good. I hope you're good. Uh, by the way, uh, this morning it doesn't look like we are going to be able to uh, do our stream on Wimpkin because of overwhelming success. I'm not taking the the credit for the overwhelming success though, but uh, Wimpkin is. The founder of Wimpkin, uh, Jason Shepard, who we've had on this show multiple times, uh, decided he was going to go off to CPAC this week. And while he was at CPAC, he decided, you know what? This is a great place to go ahead and promote Wimpkin.com. You know, the place where there's no censorship and, you know, we can have some good time. Well, apparently there was too many people that said, let's go check that crash the server. <laughs> I mean, bravo. Excellent job on that one. So, I mean, props to him on that. Uh, that is good to see that uh, that growing. I know that they've got some plans to really grow. But because of the fact that um, because they fa- they crashed the server with such an overwhelming response to it, they've been uh, in maintenance overnight. Uh, they said they were supposed to be back up by 6 a.m. Eastern time, which was like five minutes ago. Haven't been up yet, so... The only stream it looks like we're going to have today is going to be on Rumble and then, of course, on the News Talk at 101 stream as well. And RC, good morning to you. Where are you today? Ohio and Pennsylvania. One of our, our truckers listening. Thank you so much. And, and, of course, thank you for what you do as well. You know, truckers are so important. And I want to get into trucking, too, uh, in a little while when it comes to the whole New York thing because watching the liberals go on on this. Oh, Felicia and Dalton, good morning to you, too. And, yeah, what a bipolar morning today is. Versus yesterday. Yesterday, temperatures in the upper 30s. Today, they're in the lower 60s. Mother nature, you drunk, go home. Spring break. It's, I mean, come on. Ken and Stephanie, good morning to you as well for checking in this morning on the uh, the text message. And, of course, you can get interactive with the show uh, at any time. Of course, uh, usually on Wimpkin, just not so much today. Uh, Rumble, you can always check in there. Uh, Facebook and the text messaging. At 233-9988, because we do appreciate you uh, being involved in the show. Heroes, uh, uh, oh, God. You know, it's, I, I, when I, when I, when I say, oh, God, like that, that's generally one of those, it's a good thing, but kind of a bad thing. I have a friend who, he and I have this most inappropriate um, back and forth kind of text messaging um instant messaging kind of thread that goes on. It's because of my friendship with him that I have kind of determined that I would never be able to run for office again. Simply because if those threads ever came out, I know that that the opponents on the left would call me all because it's just jokes. But you know what? He and I, we've we've got a warped sense of humor. It is called humor. You know, lefties, I mean, just, it's a little thing that makes you go, <laughs> that's funny. And even inappropriateness, by the way, can be funny. I know that some people are a little uptight in this world, 
and that everything, if it's uh, if it's not 100% appropriate, you can't say it. But then again, when you stop and think about humor, when's the last time that you went to like a comedy show or you were just like standing around with a bunch of your friends and person says something that's completely politically correct and get all the DEI stuff in there and, you know, make sure that nobody's feelings are hurt. How many times have you laughed at that? I'm just asking for a friend on that one. How many times have you been somewhere where you hear a politically correct phrase, a DEI phrase, and granted, I mean, we may laugh at it, but not in the way of a joke, uh, but, but literally take that as, a, oh my God, that was a funny joke. You don't. Because the funny stuff in life sometimes is the inappropriate stuff. So get over it. But again, um, it's bad enough where even I would say, ah, you know what, that stuff that shouldn't get out. <laughs> even though it's not like it's stuff that I mean, it's just, I mean, it's humor, man. Too many people get uptight about that. It's its ridiculous. And, and speaking of uptight and people that just, I mean, come on. Look. I understand that politics can get uh, can get very heated up, and I understand that uh, you know sometimes uh, you know the emotions can fly. But there's a certain point where you just have to ask yourself, uh, Sean. By the way, good morning to you and Danny. You just have to kind of ask yourself: Is it worth going down the road of threatening people? I mean, I'm no stranger to death threats. I've, I've had them throughout my career. Um, still get them from time to time. Not that big of a deal. Um, I mean, sometimes they're eh, but most of the time, not really all that much. But the latest round, and, and again, I really don't care about somebody's politics. This is a bottom line thing. Don't, don't do it. I mean, it's bad enough that like when you're the president of the United States, that there is a standing death threat on the president of the United States. And you notice that I didn't say a name. I just said the president of the United States. I've talked to some of my Secret Service friends who told me about this, and they're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, the same exact people that will threaten President A on the day that President B is sworn in, they take their white out and go, oh, crap, hang on a second. We got to, okay, it's no longer that person's name. We'll just put their name. All right, send it. I mean, it's the same people that's, that threaten over and over and over and over and over again. So those people, like, just really get a life. But when you start, like, attacking the families, Don Jr.'s now, uh, last night, apparently there was a, a death threat in the form of a letter that was sent to his house along with a white substance powder uh, that was in the envelope, which he opened up. Of course, hazmat teams got called in. Uh, they're saying that everything is okay, but it is not everything is okay. I don't agree that anybody should even threaten Hunter Biden with threatening his life. Does Hunter Biden, in my opinion, need to be taken back to the wood shack and, you know, kind of get a little smack in the back of the head and be like, what's the matter with you? Sure. You know, because he probably needs that. But does he need to be killed? Does he need to be threatened to be killed? No. I hate his dad. I think his dad's the worst president that's ever had. I think that he is, an, as the, to you borrow the phrase of the Democrats, I think Joe Biden is an existential threat to the world. I think he is a corrupt piece of dog crap. And I think Hunter is as well. Do I think that they should die? No. That's why I just, 
when people stoop to that level where they're going to make the death threats, it's like, what is the matter with you? Bunch of losers? I mean, seriously. Anyhow, had to get that off my case. Uh, just, I feel a little bit better now that I got. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Um, we do have a lot to talk about this morning. Coming up later on today, uh, our buddy uh, Mark Mix uh, from The Right to Work is going to be joining us. Uh, I don't. It's been a little while since we've had him on because every time that we were going to schedule him on, uh, something had gone happening uh, where he had another appointment to do or, or something had to go on. So we got one of his other guys on, which was great. Love those guys too, but... I always love chatting with Mark. So uh, Mark's going to be on later on this morning. We got a lot of things. I want to talk to him about the PRO Act. Have you heard about that PRO Act? The PRO Act is basically an act that's really kind of, it's going after independent contractors. And this is like this new move that the Democrats have, which the thing is, Democrat policies have kind of really pushed people into the 1099 world. Because of the way that they have craptastically ruined this country. So many of us have gotten into that 1099 world because it just, it works for us better. And now they're trying to turn around and make it illegal. They're trying to force everybody back into W-2, trying to get everybody back under the thumb of the man. So we're going to talk with him about that and a bunch more when it comes to the right to work. Uh, they're, they're, they do a lot of great work up there with that organization. So we're going to talk with him about that. And, you know, here's another thing, too. <clears throat> this just, do I have enough time? Yeah, I got enough time. Maybe. This might be a part two, two rant. I don't know if you've heard about this, uh, this story. This is something that broke uh, last week with the uh, University of Georgia student, uh, Lakin Riley. Uh, Lakin Riley is a 22-year-old student who was killed last week in, in that time frame uh, by an illegal alien. And... You know what, hang on. I want to go to the other story on this one about this particular case. Um, this is this is horrible. You know, this, and unfortunately, this is another story that that we are repeating again. We're, we're, we're repeating this thing again. The 22-year-old nursing student, she was going to um, the University of Georgia. And one morning, she um, she went out on a jog and never returned, only to have... A, uh, a worthless piece of crap illegal alien killer. Now, according, of course, all of this is under investigation still, and they're going on and on. They do have the, the individual in, in custody. But, you know, this is the thing that really ticks me off, is watching the left's response to it. And CNN, of all people, and that asshat Anderson Cooper, <laughs> Again, I, I don't think that anybody should have the death threats, but even Anderson Cooper, I think somebody just needs to walk up and throat punch him sometimes. This just, this ticks me off when I watch these leftists go down this road. He was talking on his show, the Anderson AC360, and he was talking about how the uh, the horrifying facts of the death of Lakin Riley on the campus of the University of Georgia and the, the sense of loss over her death, and uh, how it has been now compounded by the revelation that the suspect was in this country unlawfully, and how quickly the fact that became politicized. Are you kidding me? <laughs> why do people not want to watch CNN? Jeez, Anderson, why don't you answer that question for us? 
He went on to say that Georgia officials today released grim details in the killing of nursing student Riley, uh, Lakin Hope Riley at the University of Georgia campus last Thursday. As if the, as if the initial facts were not horrifying enough or the sense of loss not deep enough by now. And all of it has now been compounded by the revelation that the suspect is in this country unlawfully and how quickly the fact became politicized. And he goes on, um, you know, with that, and he also had one of the, um, his correspondence was on Ryan Young came on to discuss the suspect uh, and the legal status and the record for this and mentioned about how Brian Kemp and uh, Donald Trump uh, both are criticizing President Biden's border policies over the case where, as Young said, that Trump was hyperbolizing the current border crisis as Biden's border invasion on Truth Social saying Riley's murder should have never happened. Um, yeah, it should never have happened. I mean, let's go back to it. Who was Riley killed by? Was she killed by a citizen of this country? Was it uh, one of the neighbors down the street that was born and raised here? No. Is this the first time that we're going down this road of an illegal alien coming into this country, committing crimes, rapes, murders? This is not the first young lady that we have had murdered in this country by an illegal alien. So Anderson and Ryan Young, why don't you go talk to the families, not only of of Lake and Riley, but let's go back and talk to all the other families who have lost daughters, who've lost sons, mothers, fathers, because of illegal aliens in this country. I mean, the absolute arrogance of these a-holes on CNN to go down this road and be like, oh my God, they're, they're politicizing it. Yes, because Joe Biden's horrific policies have allowed 10 million plus illegals into this country. Anderson Cooper, you live in New York City. Pay attention to what's going on right there around you. Just, oh my God, the whole fact that they're quickly politicizing this. Yes, they're politicizing it. Because Joe Biden politicized the whole thing and the left politicized the whole thing with with basically going down the road of how, uh, you know, oh my God, I can't believe that they're saying this about an illegal that's not fair. That's not nice. You shouldn't do that. They're here to create a better life while they take the lives of our young students. 22 years old, killed by an illegal alien. And CNN has got the, the cojones to get out there and be like, well, you know, Brian Kemp and Donald Trump, they're totally politicizing this. I, what did you expect? Did you expect us all to just sit back and go, oh my God, that is such a tragedy. I'm so sorry to hear about your loss. Is that where we leave it? You can't say thoughts and prayers because when every time that you go down the road and say thoughts and prayers, you get the uh, the, the whip back from the, uh, the left going, oh my God, thoughts and prayers, I don't know. Like if you ever say that about a mass shooting, you say that about a mass shooting. Mass shooting happens, you have uh, 10 dead kids laying on the ground in a school. And we all come out here and we say our thoughts and prayers are for everybody who has been a victim of this and their families. Oh, my God. Why would you say that? Thoughts and prayers aren't going to get rid of the guns. 
it's stuff like this that I'm just, I'm so over with the left. And, and, and I don't get how the left is so incredibly ignorant to this type of stuff. How? And in this double standard. But it's, uh, it, it, again, something like this goes to show exactly why CNN uh, is watched by less people than the average video on YouTube. <laughs> you know what's really sad? That's actually a fact. CNN's ratings are so bad. You could go and sort videos on YouTube and sort them by the, 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 the lowest views and you're going to find videos that are still watched way more than CNN is. And I wonder why. Hang on, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Russell Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Doing our part to save America. The Brian Russ Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, good morning, and thanks so much for waking up with us today. Happy Taco Tuesday, by the way. Oh. Today, by the way, we, um, we're we not on Wimkin today because um, they, um, like I said at the top of the hour, Jason, who's the uh, the founder, he went to CPAC last week. Last week? Yeah, last week. <laughs> I forgot what day it was already, and I just said Taco Tuesday. Oh, God, it's going to be one of those days. I can feel this already. Uh, but, yeah, he went and uh, told everybody about how great Wimkin is, and um, a lot of people went and signed up, crashed the server on him. Uh, so they're in the process of maintaining, uh, maintaining that and building things up and getting it back up and running. So uh, hopefully uh, Wimkin will be back up. We do have our Rumble feed on, and, of course, you know, the audio stream as well, which many people do uh, do listen on that. And, um, oh, God, Madison, you're so right, though. When it, when it comes to the left and, um, and, and what goes on with these people, you know, they're so quick to jump to the gun control thing, which, granted, you know, there's, there's plenty of deaths that happen 
uh, from gun violence. Not anywhere near what the left keeps telling us and, and saying how bad it is. But they're quick to call for the gun control. But when it comes to something like the border, where you have illegals that come in here and commit crimes, not only crimes, but when they, they murder and rape our young daughters. I mean, this is, this is not a new story. It's a story that, you know, I'm kind of tired of hearing. I'm tired of hearing the illegals that are coming into this country and committing the crimes and walking away scot-free. You and I both know that if we committed a crime in any one of these cities, and, and we, we got to kind of take ourselves out of uh, the Florida panhandle particularly, because if you're here in the Florida panhandle, if you commit a crime, you're, you're going you're gonna to get stopped. You're going to get at least the very minimum of discipline on it. It's going to happen. But in places like New York City, look at the, the Marine. The, what was it the 24-year-old Marine, whatever he was, where he was on the subway with a bunch of innocent people that, um, you know, some of the elderly people. And all of a sudden you get a guy that comes on there getting all crazy. I'm going to kill you. Uh, okay. What do you want to do? Um, I'm just paying attention to myself. You know, I'm not, I don't care. And he gets all violent. And then he takes this guy down to hold him, to subdue him. And the guy dies. And who's the victim? The bad guy's the victim. So we got to go off and got to arrest the Marine and charge him with manslaughter because of the fact that he protected his fellow citizens, which that right there alone, what does that tell our young people? What does that tell our young people as right now we are looking at a shortage in our, our military recruitment numbers. And now all of a sudden uh, a Marine who is trained to protect the, the people and to stop stuff like this. And they make him the bad guy in the situation because he said, do you think people are going to be like, forget that. I don't want to be a Marine. I don't want to be a Marine. Cause I may come home and this is what I get in return. Be a cop. What? Why would I want to be a cop? You know, because they're going to threaten to defund us and take all of our stuff away. And you know, heaven forbid that you don't talk to somebody the right way. You're the bad person and your life is going to be destroyed. It's, why would you be a cop nowadays? But you know that if we did something wrong, we would be disciplined to the fullest extent while we have illegals that come in, beat the crap out of a couple of cops, beat up grandma in the subway, steal things, do all these crimes, murder people, and then, oh, don't do it again. Have a great day. Bye. Oh, would you like a bus ticket to go to another city to raise hell too? Not a problem. And the Democrats don't see something wrong with this? Mental illness, man, I'm telling you. Hang on, we got to take a break for news coming up here at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Rust Show. Good morning. This On The Fly segment on The Brian Rust Show is brought to you by On The Fly, a new concept bistro and caterer located in the heart of PCB. From savory grab-and-go lunches to Firefly's fresh sushi, available for dining in or catering. Add fresh breads and sweet desserts made daily. Check them out on theflypcb.com. Now, here's Brian on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Happy Taco Tuesday. Hold the phone again. Hold on a second. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, Nelly. I had to go look it up because I wasn't sure I actually heard what I thought I heard in the news at the bottom of the hour. Did you catch it? 
the private company that Panama City wants to have come in to do speed traps in the school zone. Now, look, first and foremost, before I get on my rant, slow the hell down in school zones. You're going to get somebody hurt. That 100%, I believe, obey that law. Don't go speeding through school zones. I've seen idiots doing that a few times. And trust me, I've wanted to you know pit maneuver them right off the side of the road. Slow it down in the school zone. Don't be an idiot. With that said, are we going to really turn to a point where we are now going to hire a private company to come in and enforce speeding laws, take pictures of you with a camera, and have a private company send you a ticket for breaking a law? Holy hell. Are we now getting into private law enforcement? Panama City, what in that? No. I understand that it's going to be a whole lot cheaper than putting a police officer uh, in every school zone. I understand there would be a, a lot of work to get a deputy sheriff in there, FHP in there, getting having a private company to do law enforcement. No. Absolutely positively oh hell no panama city my god what is wrong with you guys according to the report this is how it kind of rolls down with this the company by the name is called red speed and according to the report um the local officials are considering a proposal that would allow the private company to hand out speeding tickets the Panama City commissioners are going to be discussing a radar system that catches drivers speeding through school zones and then mails them a ticket. Apparently, last year, there was legislation that was passed in bills legalizing the school zone devices, and Ron DeSantis passed that into law. You know what? I, first off, I don't know what in the hell the legislation has been doing lately. You need to pull the reins back a little bit. A lot of this crap that they've been doing this se- this session, like the HB1 with trying to take social media away from people, who the hell do you think you are? And the, I'm telling you, since Ron DeSantis started running for president, my respect for the man is dropping rapidly. And I didn't even know that this was something that they passed last year. And now I want to go back and look at all the stuff that the Florida legislature has passed in the past year. And, and and has been signed. The fact, sweet baby Jay, I, oh, oh by the way, uh, you know what it's like trying to get Ron DeSantis to do any press conferences? Like pulling teeth out of a hungry shark. They don't want to do it. Why not? Why not? What, why is it, Ron DeSantis, you don't want to talk to the local media in the state that you serve as the governor? Is there a reason why you don't want to do that? I'm, t- I'm, I'm losing so much respect for Ron DeSantis on a daily basis. I, I thought he was something completely different. And you know what? When I start seeing more and more stuff like this and seeing more and more of the things that he's kind of doing and pushing right now, I just, I'm glad he dropped out of the presidential race. And I'm starting to get to a point, I'm about done with the man. And the fact that he also refuses, he doesn't want to do any press conferences like or, or interviews with, with broadcasters. He doesn't want to do it at all. And you wonder why you'd have lost the presidential race. Partially why, bud. 
Keep going down this road. Your political career will be over. But anyhow, uh, this was a law that got passed and signed last year uh, by Ron DeSantis and the Republican legislature. See, what, again, it's, it's every day it's becoming hard to even trust Republicans. We know we can't trust Democrats. But now, freedom state my ass. But according to the, uh, the Panama City Police Chief, Mark Smith, uh, he was approached by representatives from Red Speed after hearing about the idea from other police chiefs at a conference. And the company came to town back in September and conducted a study of school zones around Panama City. Uh, there's apparently, there's about 11 of them. And um, according to uh, the Chief Smith, he said that, I did not realize the magnitude of the speeders that we had until the company came in and did their survey. First off, all right, first, I, I love law enforcement. I love all of our members of our law enforcement. They do a job that most people won't do. It's a dangerous job. Uh, and I thank them for everything that they do and every day that they get in. But sweet baby Jay, how the hell can you be the police chief and not have a grasp and understanding of the magnitude of speeders going through school zones in your city? You know what that now does to me? This now makes me ask as the police chief, what else don't you know? How do you not know the magnet? Ask anybody that drives through a school zone. I drive through one every single day, and there's at least three or four people that zoom right past me. I mean, I don't know. Maybe do we need to put up bigger flashing lights that says, hey, stupid, slow down. But how can you be the police chief and not know the magnitude of that? Again, it makes me beg the question, what else don't you know? But he went on to say that we found that uh, on 11th Street, just during those time frames uh, of when the kids are going to school and leaving school on just 11th Street, which deals with three schools, there was 960 violators. So you're just shy of a thousand violators. And as the police chief... I had no idea. What? I, there might be no need a need to reevaluate whether or not this is the appropriate police chief. If you didn't know that, I mean, if you can at least say, yeah, you know, we knew that there was some speeding. But if you have almost a thousand cases that are detected by this private company, which again should also beg the question, how accurate was the private company? If the police chief didn't know about this, but a private company comes in like, hey, you had almost a thousand people violating there. And there are all kinds of questions that are starting to come up on this one. <laughs> I'm so riled up. I had to take my sweater off. But the cameras will only monitor the traffic during school hours, according to the report. It takes a picture of the car and the tag as it goes through and provides the speed, the date, the time, the GPS coordinates, as to everything that they can to give you information and the detail of the vehicle. However, here's a problem, by the way. When you are accused of breaking a law or something, you have to be able to face your accuser. So how much money is going to be wasted on this for people to go to court and be like, where's the guy that caught me break? Oh, it was a, it was a camera. How accurate is the camera? And according to my constitutional rights, um, bring the camera in. Where's the camera? Where's the mainframe? That that where? 
I I can't face my accuser. How am I supposed to be accused of this and have to pay this if I can't can't question my accuser? So freaking stupid. Uh, But Red Speed then will end up mailing a speeding driver a ticket uh, for $100, which is a lot less than the normal $500 fine. And then Red Speed does not assess points on your driver's license. And the Bay District Schools officials are also saying that they're in favor of using the detection system, which, no. I mean, I'm in all in favor of stopping people from, from driving too fast through there. I mean, pull them over, take them out of the car, and beat them with a nightstick. I'm okay with that. If you're going to drive through a school zone speeding, tase them, man. Tase them twice. Give them a third time. And if they giggle and like it, hit them with a baton a few times. I'm okay with that. I will... I will get behind police brutality towards somebody who speeds through a uh, speeding uh, school zone before I back this. Mm-mm, not happening. No way. No. Can't can't support this. And look, I 100% want the safety for children. But there's so many problems with this. I mean, I'm thinking off of it just on the top of my head, all the problems of, that we could have with this. First off, you have a private company to enforce laws. No. Oh, so I'm only going to get a $100 ticket and no points against my driver's license versus the $500 uh, that I would get for a ticket and points against, psh, big deal, whatever. Vroom, zoom through those school zones. How is it a, How is it to determine? Oh, yeah, by the way, that wasn't me. Well, it's your license plate. Yeah, but it wasn't me. I wasn't driving the car. Oh, but you still have to get the ticket. Right? I mean, can you can you think see all of these things that are potentially really going wrong with this situation? And according to the report, the fines are split between the state, the school board, and the city and the company. So this private company will be making money off of, and of course, a hundred dollar ticket. <laughs> They're not gonna make any money. And again, hundred dollar ticket versus the five hundred dollar ticket and points on your license, <laughs> whatever. That's not a deterrent. That is not a deterrent. Put a cop right there that'll pull you over, take you out of the car, beat you down with a nightstick. I support that. I support that 100%. This plan, no. So Panama City, uh, think again. Think again on that one. Which, by the way, did you know that with the speeding tickets, like the majority of the money actually goes to the state? It doesn't even like stay locally. That's one of the reasons why you don't see a lot of people getting pulled over all the time. Because it's like, why pull people over if we're only getting like this tiny little percentage of it? We, can, we got other things to do. That's why you don't see a lot of that. Increase the fines in, in school zones. Increase the fine in a school zone. And if for multiple offenses, it gets to a point where after the third offense, we beat you unconscious. But the idea of bringing in a private company. to go No, I can't. I can't get behind that. I just, I cannot get behind that because that opens the door and not one of these two doors either. I tell you, it opens a door to things that we just, we don't want to go down that road because what's next? What's next to the things? I mean, we'd have private companies to come in and do other things for us. I just, I can't, I can't get behind. And I know that uh, this is probably going to, my saying this is probably going to piss off some of the people uh, in the, uh, the, the city management and I don't care. I really don't care. I don't care at all. Somebody prove to me 
prove to me why this is necessary. Why we would have to go with, again, speeding through a school zone, I 100% support. As a matter of fact, I will pull over with a cop and help you pull the person out of the car and hold them down while you beat them. Going with a private company to do something? No. Absolutely freaking not. Because my brain is starting to think because of all the stuff that's going on now with data collection. Who's to say I now apply for a new job or I apply for a loan and all of a sudden I go, oh, you know what? You, um, oh, you're kind of a danger uh, to society because according to the report that we got on you, you've been given three different tickets for speeding through a school zone. So, uh, no, we can't do that. What happens if now insurance companies, which granted, if you're going through school zones, you should pay for it anyhow. But what happens if, uh, you know, your car was driven by your uh, your 18-year-old kid who drove through that and now your insurance goes up because the insurance company gets a report and goes, well, your car here says that, uh, you know, you sped through that uh, that school zone a couple of times. We're going to raise your rates. Was it me? It was. So it's the, uh, the, the level of problems that come up with this. Oh, it just, that, that fired me up. Really absolutely fired me up. And again, it's a problem. We do have a problem with idiots speeding through a school zone. And that should be dealt with. And again, I, I am willing to, and I, and I never encourage police violence, excessive violence. In the case of speeding through a school zone, I, I'll support 100% excessive violence. Beat the crap out of him, hit him with a taser a little bit too. And look down at him and go, now you're not going to do that again, are you? Now get out of here. Old-fashioned police work. But the idea of bringing in a private company to ticket you for going through a school zone too fast. No. That opens up too many problems. Way too many problems. And again, they said the fine, $100 versus the $500 ticket that you'd get. No points against your drivers. What? Big deal. Big deal. Drive through it fast again. I don't care. Find me $100. Whatever. The state and the school system in the city, they're not going to get that much. Neither is that company. The 100 bucks. Come on. And Ron DeSantis, what the hell, dude? You you get out there and you you promote the fact that Florida is a the, the free state and then you're going to go off and allow private companies to enforce laws? What in the Democrat socialist world is that all about? And then the question, why won't Ron DeSantis talk to the media? Why won't he do interviews with people when they request him? Again, to get that to happen is literally like pulling teeth out of a very hungry shark. All right, I'm fired up. I need a break. You know, the sad thing about this too is getting all fired up like that. I'm also uh, drinking espresso. That's just... Bad combination. That just set me off. And clearly it set you off too. I'm going to spend the next couple of minutes going through some of these messages. You guys just went nuts. Am I am I wrong? Having a private company come in and, and be the law enforcement entity? And to have the police chief be like, I didn't know the magnitude of it. Holy hell. Hang on. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. Good morning. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Be a proud member of Team Knock It Off. Let your voice be heard. 233-9988. The Brian Rust Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning, happy Taco Tuesday. And today we may need some tequila. And a lot of it at that. You can go through all of your messages. Woo, you guys are about as fired up as I am. And of course, uh, who was Earl, I think, brought this one up. The question. Does this now bring in a, a civil penalty versus, uh, you know, an actual legal? I mean, all oh, the questions. Just the idea, though, is just stupid. Mm-hmm. If the ticket's $100, what is the cut for the PD? Um, yeah, you know, that's a good question. Uh, you know, first off, here's something that everybody should know, too, when it comes to the uh, the whole speeding ticket thing. And there's a reason for why you don't see a lot of speeding tickets uh, being done because the way that it's divided, and, and off the top of my head, I don't remember the percentage-wise, um, it's it's kind of divided up. For the most part, most of the money ends up going to the state. There's a, It's like a state, county, and then like the city itself ends up you know, getting a portion uh, of whatever money comes from a ticket. But again, the majority of it goes to the state. So you do see a lot of police departments now that look at it and go, and, and this is why sometimes you see that, you know, you're driving down the road and it's 35 miles an hour and somebody goes by you at 45 and you go, why, why aren't they getting stopped? Because the the amount of money that the city is getting versus the risk it takes and, and everything else involved, they kind of look at it sometimes and go, eh, is it worth it? But several of you have brought up, you know, the the fact that we do have so many cameras and we are in a surveillance state. Now, of course, you may remember back not too long ago where we had the license plate readers uh, that we were that was also being touted as a great tool. And it is a great tool. I mean, it really is. Um, and I get the purpose of the license plate readers to be able to pick up people that, you know, may have warrants, uh, stolen cars, uh, you know, threats and everything. I mean, I get it. I, I get it. It's, it's a tool. Uh, but the question is, is how far will it go before that tool somebody looks at it and goes, you know what else we can do with that? And, and we've seen so many examples. Look, this industry that I work in, one of the things that actually destroyed this industry as, as far as like people working in it, and this goes way back. So I'm giving you a little history and the inside of the making, but an example of how um, the, the reliance on technology can be dangerous. There was a major company, one of the big companies in, in, the, in the country uh, that merged with another company. And when it merged with another company, the other company that it merged with had a technology that they were able to do what they called live assist. The idea behind the technology was, uh, you know, when you were in radio and you're doing like the music shows and, you know, you have uh, the three minutes and you've got musics and, and different songs and the elements in between and you had commercials and all of this stuff was on physical, like either CDs or like on an, what, what's called a cart. It looks like a little eight track. 
So you were constantly having to grab all this stuff and do all these things. Then you had to take phone calls and phone calls, believe it or not, uh, in a lot of the, the music format is not like a talk show where we just, we talk with you and it's kind of live in the air. They, they would, you would record it on a reel to reel tape and to make it so that it was the, you got to slice it and dice it and all this. So you're doing all this stuff. So the concept was let's get a computer in that could take all of this work out of it so that the DJs can actually focus on the entertainment aspect of doing this show. Fantastic. Well, then the owners of the company that bought the other company looked at it and said, what else can we do with this? And then as we now fast forward to 2024, there are tens of thousands of jobs that have been wiped out in this industry because they went all automated with things. Most radio stations around the country below the, the top like 10, 15 markets in the country, nobody's there. It's all computerized and it's all, that's what happened. And you mean to tell me that when you start getting down this road of law enforcement, where we're going to start using, uh, you know, outside services and we're going to use computers and cameras to start catching people. And I mean, first off, it's unconstitutional. You have to be able to face your accuser. You can't do it. But yes, somebody did point out, does people not remember the movie RoboCop? Again, I love our law enforcement. This is not a diss on our law enforcement people. With the exception of a little bit of a question about the Panama City Police Chief, how did you not know the magnitude of the school speeding situation? I mean, even if you didn't know, dude, don't admit that. But Panama City, the idea that they're going to go down this road of, of setting up the, um, by the way, apparently Springfield is also considering this, setting up the, uh, the speed cameras through this, this company called Red Speed. Oh, Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Stay away from that. Hang on. We'll be right back. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry. He'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk leader and home of The Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County, the Brian Rust Morning Show. Melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Good morning. Happy Taco Tuesday. I get, oh, you know what? It's Taco Tuesday. Not sure how happy I am yet. I'm riled up. I really am. This, you know, all it took was the one news report to find out about the the idea of bringing in a private company to bust you for speeding through school zones. And again, totally support stopping people from speeding through a school zone. I, I support it so much that I'm I'm willing to get behind allowing police officers to baton beat somebody and tase them a few times just for speeding through a school zone. And the fact that the Republican majority, Republican-led legislature last year, along with Ron DeSantis, signed a law into effect that essentially said, yes, it's okay to do this. No, Governor DeSantis, it is not okay to do this. I want to be proud that Florida is the, the freedom state. 
You remember we, we, we got told over and over again, we're the freedom state. Are we? When the governor's going to allow something like, are we? Because you know that opens the doors. By the way, let's hit the, uh, the Human Rights Freedom Index. I talk about this all the time. You know where United States of America, the land of the home, the, the free, the brave, the whole, you know the thing. Do you know where we land on that list? Take a wild guess. I've told you that it's in the upper teens. We are number 17 in the world for freedom, according to the Human Rights Freedom Scale. Number 17. Let that sink in for a second. Do we have any politicians at this point that are considering the freedoms that we have? I mean, we are losing our freedoms in an, in an epically rapid uh, decline in this country. Every time we turn around, we are, we are becoming less and less free of a country. And we're letting it happen. We are letting ourselves lose our freedoms. While we focus on things that are not really truly rights and freedoms, we're losing things like crazy. And a lot of it is because of the administrative state. But when we have things like we're going to allow private companies to enforce laws and not law enforcement to enforce laws, when we start watching all of the things that, that an agency can decide and we have to live under that. That's the reason for why we are ranking at number 17 as the 17th freest country in the world. We can't even break the top 10 for crying out loud. I have playing in the back of my head. I'm proud to be an American. I'm just... I know this is going to sound almost anti-American, but I'm starting to question whether or not we should be proud. Look at what our government is doing to us, and we're letting it happen. I'm so disgusted right now. It's just, I, I really am. I, I'm, I'm so over it. Earl, what are you doing this morning? Well, I just had chicken and waffles. Ooh. That sounds pretty good yeah. for a taco, too. You know what? Actually, I got to tell you this. My brother yesterday, uh, he sent uh -huh. me a photo, and uh, he texted me, and he's like, hey, Earl breakfast. Um, and it was, what the heck was it that he had on his plate? This is so ridiculous. And thanks for changing the subject a little bit more because my blood pressure, dude, yeah. is about it's ready to just pop right through the roof. Where is this picture? Was uh, it ch chocolate donut with eggs? No, it wasn't. It was uh, a, a plate. I, I can't tell if it's like steak or what it is, but... A uh, plate full of meat and uh, a couple of big fried eggs. So he was like Earl breakfast. <laughs> yeah, you just pile everything on top. You're just a bad influence on everybody when it comes to breakfast around here is what's going on. I, I know it. Yeah. Get that juicy, greasy steak. Oh, yeah, Put your so uh, chocolate cream-filled donut in the middle with hot fried eggs on top. See, now you're Burn. making me feel better about all this losing our freedom and thing. But then, you know what? Before too long, they're going to be like, you can't eat that stuff. It's not good for you. We're going to ban it. Well, that's where you take some flour and some syrup, mix it all together, get your Hershey bar, put that on top of the eggs, and you're good. No, that's that's when I take a Louisville slugger and say, you want to challenge what I'm going to eat once again? Come on, bring it. Yep. You want to have this argument? Yep. Oh, we'll have this argument. Don't tell me what I can and cannot eat. Well, you was... 
you was, I got, sorry, I got to use my country voice here. <laughs> Brian, you was talking about them our speeding tickets. Yeah. And uh, and somebody sent you a message, said, with this, we can challenge our accuser. Yeah, I mean, somebody I didn't even send me that message. That, yeah. that just came on top of my head because, yeah. I mean, we've got that constitutional right. We're supposed to be able to, sure you, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, face our accusers. No, you don't. You don't think we do? Because, nope, because in a criminal matter, you absolutely have uh, that right. Yeah, I see where you're going. I see where you, you're going. If, yeah, if it's a civil matter, which the photographic speeding tickets are, you do not have the right to challenge your accuser. This is a money maker. Mm, it's a way and around it. For his, it does. And it you know, is. and again, it's the thing swift. is with with the money. And of course, it's like a hundred dollar ticket. They said instead of the normal like five hundred dollar ticket. So there's not really a lot of money being made, and most of that money nope. ends up going to the state whenever you have those tickets. So, but you're right. I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah, what a sleazy way to get around it, because it's that not exactly the city that's that's finding you. It's a private company that's finding. But then again. Where's the constitutionality uh -huh. of allowing a private company to be able to fine you for law breaking? There's so much wrong with this. And again, as much there's as I want to be mad at, I, I want to be really mad at Panama City and Springfield for even considering this. I'm even more mad at the state legislatures and Ron DeSantis for passing a law to allow that here in Florida, the freedom state. You have been to uh, Palm Beach and down in South Florida. It's well known and well used. Orlando, or Ocala, Tampa, uh, Miami, like I said, Miami, uh, San Sebastian Inlet. People find that on the map. That's on the Atlantic side. Mm -hmm. But it's well known and well used. How many times do you think they've caught Jim Biden speeding <laughs> on camera and let it go? Yeah. That's what he's well known speeder down there in South Florida. Uh huh. So when they can bring this up, why don't you just ask your politicians or your sheriffs or your police department? What is it? Civil or criminal? Yeah, that's and a, I you know, that, that actually uh, that's a good question for a lawyer. You know, I I'm gonna yeah, I've got well, a couple of lawyer friends. I'm gonna shoot that message to and see if one of them can can answer that question. Because that's a good point. I mean, exactly. is that what they're doing to to skirt it a little bit to make it go that way? That's absolutely what they're doing, and a traffic lawyer will tell you the same thing. You can challenge it all day long, but you're going to lose. You're going to pay the fine. You're going to pay the court costs, but you're going to lose. So when everybody get ready now, speak about the Fuhrer. Raise your right yeah. hand. I won't do it. I won't mm. do it. Yes, not to. Anybody raise seen your Kyle? right hand. Yeah. Yeah. And I want everybody to get ready. Hey, did you get, I sent you a text Friday morning right before you went off the air. Probably got it. it. About 10 minutes to eight. Anyway, it was discussing three sixes what I was remote viewing over the weekend. Yep, I did see that message. Now I, 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 now I got the location wrong. I said it would be here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Great wailing and crying and be some something old between 25, 125 and 25 years. But I couldn't figure out what it was. Baron de Rothschild number four oh, passed yes. away. Yes. One of the one of the biggest Satanists around. Yep, the lizard boy. Yes, yes. He reminds me of some of them, one of the vampires, some of the uh, 
werewolf and vampire movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he was an evil he dude. Did. But you know what? Here's the thing too. And yeah. I saw a lot of posts on this on social media. And if guess uh, if anybody didn't uh, catch this, Lord uh, Rothschild had passed away at like I don't know, was he like ninety something? Um, he passed yeah. away the other day. And I was seeing all these uh, social media posts going, oh, yeah, he's gone, he's dead, blah, blah. It's like, you know what, it doesn't matter. Because that matter. that that whole gang of that one world order group, uh, like I've said over and over again, this is a generational thing. This is one of those, yes. his daddy was taught by his daddy, who was taught by his daddy, and he taught his son, who's teaching his son. So just because the old man Rothschild died, that doesn't mean, oh, we're free. No, it doesn't, because he's got kids. And they're they're going to continue yeah. that. It's like, yeah, until we we the people finally put our foot down and say, yeah, you may be the bankers and everything, but we're the power. Uh, you know, we're we're going to be screwed, and not well, enough people are standing up well, for their own rights. No, nope. well, the Rothschilds, one of those families that have been around for before the Crusades even got yeah. started. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, it's an, it's, they, it's an interesting history behind the family. I mean, I will say that because I'm is. a history guy. And Sandy, thank you. He was it 87. Is. 87. Yeah. I know enough to be passing away. Devil still got 10 years on him. Well, maybe, maybe the devil needed vacation yeah. and he needed somebody to take the helm is maybe what had happened. Oh, oh, that means the devil's coming back to Panama City. <laughs> you know, he, house there. Yeah, who, who the heck knows? <laughs> uh, maybe he's coming to surface side or something. I don't know. With, with everything going wrong in this world right now and going crazy, I, you, you can't yeah. put it past it happening. I mean, I'm just... We're waiting for just a gaping hole to rip open in the earth, and he just come up going, I'm back. Next next big funny parade y'all have, you know, like celebrating Mardi Gras, stuff like that. How come the devil never shows up in a red Union suit? <laughs> I don't know. rides around in the parade? Yeah, I don't y'all know. you got everybody else. you got strippers. you got women of the evening. you got guys walking around G-strings and funny hats, throwing beads everywhere. Where is the devil? Yeah. He'd like to have a little party time, too. He might be having He's a party. Hard... He he may have found a higher perch somewhere uh, looking down at it going, look at the chaos I have created. This is yeah. fantastic. I love it. This was what the Joker said. Let's create a little chaos. It's good for the bowels. Now, I mean, a little chaos is good, I, you know? I mean, but yeah, uh, I, there's a certain level where chaos is uh, is no longer good. Nope, that's when the enema becomes painful. I'm just, you know. Good. Huh? Nothing. Just nothing. Just letting it roll. It's, just letting it roll. I was quoting you from, from the Joker. This town needs an enema. <laughs> it does. The infamous quote from uh, from the Joker from the Batman movie, uh, you know, uh-huh. this town needs an enema. Uh, and it's, it's Jack Nicholson. so true. Yep, yep. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic Nicholson. quote. Without a doubt. Yes, fantastic. Oh, I love it. I love it. I don't know which one I like better, Jack Nicholson as a Joker or uh, Heath Ledger. I don't oh. know which one I like better. You know. Maybe you could combine the two of them. I don't think you can combine the two of them. I think they're both great on, on equal levels but on different platforms. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that I think that's the best way because they were both fantastic uh, Jokers, um, without a but, doubt. But there's just two different levels of Joker. I know, too. Just, well, can you imagine a bad guy like that these days? Not I, walking around in a suit and tie. Got the, all the, put those two together, and he's just taking out the bad guys as well as the good guys. You know, sadly, at this point, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if I was to walk down the street one day and see that happening. Uh, but then again, 
uh, up in Gotham. Uh, oh, I, I wouldn't oh. be the least bit surprised if we do, don't see that starting to happen soon. Brian, you just gave me another money-making video idea. Uh-oh. Now, you know, on the video, there's this kid. Uh, he dances through the malls and stuff. He's sort of dressed like Frank Sinatra. And he's dancing all over the place. He's real quick. He does Michael Jackson stuff. Mm-hmm. Why not the Joker doing the same thing, dancing through the streets of Panama City and Panama City Beach to some fantastic piece of music? Oh, that would be a money maker. And what? And think about the advertising y'all could get on the TV for free. Right. Maybe he'll come up with a uh, Brian Rush Show T-shirt or something. That's that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, you that's know right. what? The world has gone so damn crazy, Earl, that something like that wouldn't surprise me one day to see it happen. And then when you start watching things on the interwebs. We need some entertainment, Brian. We we need it's something too, to laugh it's at. too nasty, too serious. We do. Yeah, we, we, we need, need some more humor uh, because what we're seeing right now, while we're trying to laugh, it's only because we're holding back the tears. Hey, Earl, we're up against our break. Thanks for the call, dude. Good to Take hear care. from you. And right. remember, this town needs an enema. God, it's so bad. We'll talk with you later on. Thanks for the call. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Russell Show, and you're listening to News Talk 101. Good morning. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, Chris Graham. Brave enough to call it like it is and say it with a smile. The Brian Rust Show is on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. And uh, let, let's go with Happy Taco Tuesday. I'm trying to think some happy thoughts. Uh, you know, this whole thing with the cameras and just that, that got me ticked. You know, you, by the way, with the Freedom Index, like I said, the United States of America, you know, the country that our slogan is about freedom. Ranking at number 17, tied with the UK. Think about that. Think about all the stuff that we see in the UK. And we tie with the UK at number 17 for freest countries in the world. Canada. Canada. Home of the socialist leader who takes your guns away, won't let you protest. If you protest or support a protest, they take your money away. They rank at 13 in the world when it comes to freedom on the index of the human factor. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. And as an Americans, we should demand better. And now with, with this latest revelation that we found out, I'm questioning Florida now. Is Florida really, truly the freedom state? How many more things have been slipped underneath us that we didn't notice that's taking away some of our freedoms here in Florida? I'll, I'll just, mm. I'm a little heated up, really truly am. But in some good news, yesterday, Ronna McDaniel officially announced that she's going to be leaving her post as the chairwoman of the RNC. March 8th is going to be her last day, uh, which will uh, draw a close to seven years at the helm of the GOP. 
And of course, there's been all kinds of calls for her to uh, to exit the uh, the RNC uh, as she really hasn't done anything good. She really, truly hasn't. But she did say in a statement, she said, it's been an honor and a privilege of my life to serve the Republican National Committee for seven years as chairwoman to elect Republicans and grow our party, which quite honest, I mean, it's grown a little bit, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say you've done a lot of work seriously. But she goes on to say that I've decided to step aside at our spring training on March 8th in Houston to allow our nominee, Donald Trump, uh, to select a chair of their choosing. Which, by the way, in case you didn't know this, Donald Trump picked Ronald McDaniel. Just throwing that out there. She went on to say that uh, the RNC has historically undergone change once we have a nominee. And it has always been my intention to honor that tradition. So... Uh, Ronald McDaniel is out. Maybe she can uh, go back with her Uncle Ron, Uncle Romney, back to Utah, get out of the Americans' way, and stop being a pain in our side. Maybe she can take the uh, bank your vote with you. You know, here's the thing about the bankyourvote.com. And, and you know that I've criticized that. I've criticized it to the RNC. Now, when you actually go into the thing, it's actually kind of a cool tool, but you don't go to a hamburger joint that says best barf burger in town. Do you really think you're going to be going by that hamburger joint? Go the best barf burger. Oh, I don't, I don't want that. I'm going to, I'm going to keep on going. So it's kind of the same thing. You label something, bank your vote and then tell us we got to make sure we get out and vote. It's like, do you want us to get out or, or bank it? Because banking is saving. Or are we banking by taking a loan out for more votes? I mean, what? The, the bank your vote. A horrific marketing campaign. It's so stupid. Now, the concept behind it, when you dig into it and go into it, a lot of really cool tools. But again, nobody's going to find out that Barf Burgers has the best burger in town because nobody wants to go into a place that says Barf Burgers. That, and where's the success that Ronald McDaniel really truly has had? Can anybody start naming some of that for me? How do they comply the uh, the status of the freedom? Good question, Patrick. I'll get into that for you at the end of the break. Uh, we got to take a break for news coming up here. There is, there's actually, it's a whole index factor, and it goes into a lot, so... I'll, I'll touch on that here in just a minute, right after the break at the bottom of the hour. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Rust Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning, everybody. Don't be afraid to say it. Knock it off. Back to the Brian Rust Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Sorry, I was just reading some of Harry Sisson's ex-posts. God, that kid is so stupid. Uh, anyhow, welcome back. Happy Taco Tuesday. So Patrick up there in Albany, New York area, uh, just uh, sent a message wanting to know how we, um, how we come up with that freest nation thing. And it's actually a little bit more complex than you might think. It's not just a, a, a simple deal. They actually have a, a whole index that they go by. And this is, this is basically how it's worked out. They do things like uh, rule of law, the safety and security, 
uh, the different types of movements that are going on in the country, uh, you know, religion and the freedom of religion, um, the, the freedom to trade internationally, the regulations, um, the freedom of speech, uh, the size of government, you know, and, and the list goes on. There's like, I think there's like 80 something, like 86 different uh, indicators that they use to, to basically set up how do you determine a nation's uh, level of freedom. And while we do have a lot of freedom here in America, you know, we are beaten out by a lot of places. Number one, by the way, is, um, is Sweden. They're number one on the other uh, list. Was it Sweden? Switzerland. Sweden. Hang on. I'll, I'll confirm that in a second. But um, yeah, America just, it's not ranking up there. Number 17. I mean, granted, there's other places like, you know, Russia that really ranks low. Um, where was it that Russia landed? They landed pretty low. Um, but like on continent wise, you know, they, they do the human freedom score. And um, you have things like, you know, North America and Europe are usually about neck and neck as to which one's the freest one. Um, but again, Canada is, is ranks higher in the freedom scale than America has. And they have for quite a while, you know, they're only at 13 on the freedom scale while America hits, uh, number 17, Russia, by the way, is 121. Ukraine is at 83, but they also, uh, they do things like they, the, um, the income per capita. That's another one. Um, the freedom of religion is another one. Uh, the, uh, and they use democracy, even though we don't really, that's the weird thing about America is that we're not a democracy, but we have a form of democracy kind of just the way that the, the left likes to, to spew it kind of, uh, you know, skews it in ways that is not a hundred percent accurate. Uh, but there's, there's several organizations that get out there and do this. The Cato Institute is one, uh, that does get out there and, uh, and kind of ranks this. The other one is the, uh, the Freedom House, so freedomhouse.org uh, is one spot. And the World Population Review also does another kind of uh, analysis of this. Uh, even the Heritage Foundation does it. So it, it ranks in different things. But no matter how where you look at it, you know, America ranks in the high teens. And that's embarrassing. That's absolutely embarrassing for America. You know, the, the land of the, the, the brave, home of the free, you, you know, the stuff. But it's just, and the reason for us ranking where we are is because you look at things like the attack on religion. And there's a huge attack on religion in this country. You know, bottom line is, if uh, if you don't want to be religious, don't be religious. If you want to be a certain religion, go be a certain religion and just leave it alone. But those who don't want religion are the ones that are the biggest problem and they attack religion. And again, it doesn't matter what your religion is, they attack it. So religion's under attack. You look at how much Americans are taxed. By the way, that is another one. That's an indicator for the, the freedom. When you look at the taxing of America, which I know we talk about this where, um, you know, there are some countries where they have the socialism system where, you know, healthcare and education is paid for free. And the reality is that it's not really free because they're, they're taxed really, really high. You know, they're taxed like 60% of their income, some ridiculous amount. Granted, most Americans are only taxed about 12%-ish, roughly, uh, on their taxes. But the problem with that is that you are taxed here in America on your income. You're taxed on whatever you bought. 
You're taxed on what you bought last year because if you've already bought, because like your car, you, you got to pay a tax on your car every year. You got to pay a tax on your house every year after you've already purchased it. You know, you got to pay a tax on this. You got to pay a tax on that. You know, here's a tax. There's a tax. There's a tax on the tax tax. Americans are taxed to death. And if we really look at it and factor it in, maybe we're being taxed more than 60% of our pay. You know, you earn a dollar and that dollar is taxed to spend it on anything. And it just, it goes and goes and goes. So that's one of the factors that they uh, factor in as far as, as freedom goes. Uh, and then there's regulations. In, in America, we are out of control when it comes to our regulations. <laughs> Camera fines a tax. Yeah, you know what? I'm sure that'll be taxed too. You, you got fined by a camera and uh, now you got to pay a tax for that. Um, what was that? Uh, yeah, Janet Yellen wants to, to unfreeze Russian assets and give them to Ukraine. Yeah, that, that will go over really well. But it's stuff like that, that that also adds into how America ranks low on our freedom scale. When you see the things of, of how much money we are giving to other nations and we're not spending on ourselves, how we don't take care of our elderly, we don't take care of our veterans, we don't take care of our sick. Um, and, and again, there's like 86 different um, you know, indicators that is used to judge us as to where we land on the freedom scale. And regulation is one of the big ones. And there is so much regulation. We are overregulated in this country. One of the things we saw like almost instantly when Donald Trump became president, that was one of the first things he did. He went and cut regulations. And now I'm curious as to how much regulations we're really truly cutting in Florida if we're not adding more. I'm After finding out what we found out this morning that Ron DeSantis in the legislation last year passed a law that allows private companies to, to hit us with fines and speeding, I just... I don't want to hear freedom state out of Ron DeSantis' mouth again. I just, I don't want to hear it. It's lies. Absolute lies. I, I've, my respect level for Ron DeSantis dropping through the floor. I mean, just absolutely dropping through the floor. The fact that he won't do interviews with people, doesn't even want to get out and talk, and then we find out that he did stuff like this, yet goes around touting that we're the free state of Florida. Sit down and shut up. By the way, put on a pair of sneakers and take your high heel boots off. Just because you think you're a little taller doesn't make you more of a man. But we see this with this country. The, the level of regulations that we have. Old McDonald had a farm EIEIO with a tax right here and a tax right there. You know what? That's the other thing. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I know that people go, well, farmers make a lot. No, they don't really make a lot of money. They, they cost a lot to farm. And farmers are taxed to death. So you have... I mean, going down that, 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 I mean, God, we could go on for like probably a week before we get to the end of the tax chain. But when you have a farmer that's taxed for all the equipment, taxed for all the seed, taxed for the land, taxed for the fuel, taxed for the income that they make and everything else, and they sell their product to a store and they're taxed on selling the product to the store, the store buys the product, sells it to you. You had to pay a tax on that. It just, it's here a tax, there a tax, everywhere a tax, tax. Oh, my God, we're not that free. E-I-E-I-O. And the sad part about this is that we've let it happen. We've let this happen. Again, I've, I've, I've said how 
we all should go back sometimes and read the Declaration of Independence, but not the entire thing. Simply the grievances that we had towards the king. If you were to go back and read the grievances that we had towards the king of England, at the time, that particular king was a little cray-cray, and he was totally authoritarian, a little tyrant. But you look at that and compare it to what we are experiencing today, and it's almost like you want to look back at our at our founding fathers and, and everybody else and go, you bunch of wimps, what are you complaining about? Look what we're dealing with. And again, this, this is a matter of we need to tell government to, to knock it off. We don't want to be sending Republicans or Democrats to Tallahassee, to Washington, to add more regulations to us. And the sad part about this, and, and this is a theory that I, I subscribe to, and I think that this should be a, an actual amendment to the Constitution. This is how far I think this law should go. That if you were to pass or add a law or regulation, you must remove two. I think that should be a requirement. And I think that every person running for office right now should be calling for that. Whether you're running for the mayor of one of the local towns, city council, county commission, whether whatever you're running for, that should be a stance. That going forward, anytime that we pass a regulation or some sort of a law, you must retract one. Anybody ever seen the, the Florida Constitution? The thing's about eight and a half feet thick, I think, at this point. Slight exaggeration. Because everything we do, it's got to be a constitutional amendment, which, in my opinion, is stupid. Because so many times our politicians screw up writing these things or they screw up by not reading the things that was written for them and they go ahead and they pass it and then the way that they go off and get it down to us for us to vote on it, whether or not we want a constitutional amendment, becomes very confusing because the way it's worded, you think that you're voting against it when you actually vote for it or opposite, and then you get stuck with that, and now the only way to retract that is for the House and the, the Senate to vote on it again, to rewrite it, to appeal it, get it back to us. We got to understand it, vote for it again, and then it can be repealed. That's stupid. That's why I wish the Florida legislator, do your damn job, pass a law. Not everything's got to be a constitutional amendment. Stop doing that. I'm willing to bet you that there is nobody, like nobody, that knows the Florida Constitution from cover to cover because it's so thick and ridiculous. But this is a problem that we have in this country. Too much regulation. It crushes businesses. It crushes jobs. It crushes people. And if we were not regulated as much as we are, we would be a better country. Is DeSantis related to design? Uh, you know what? I know who you're talking about and no. <laughs> but I mean, maybe you went to the same school of thought. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm really, I'm so aggravated. <laughs> and, and, and look, this is stuff that we have to stop. We have to tell our politicians, knock it off. No more regulations. Stop regulating us to death. Now, the whole school zone speeding thing, of course, that should be a regulate. That's something that makes sense. 
You can't even live in an HOA anymore without them regulating you, which those people, people that come out and be like, your grass is two centimeters too tall. We're going to fine you. I'm going to boot you off my property here. I, I, I vowed I would never live in an HOA, which is a good thing because I'd get arrested. I'd get arrested for beating down an HOA person. But that's one of the problems that we allow that type of thing. And of course, it's a power trip. Like so many of these HOA people, <laughs> and, and, and if you're living on one, you know. These HOA people, it's a power trip for them. I mean, I understand the, the concept of, you know, hey, let's make sure that we keep our property values up and that we don't have certain... But man, some of these people get on those HOAs and the power trips just like their head's so big that you have to actually pass a law in the HOA to not have like trees in your front yard or they can't walk down the street without brushing their ears across them. Makes their ego so big. And government's that same way. You know what? I'm, I'm honestly 100% okay if we sent the legislature to either Tallahassee or to, uh, to Washington for a session and um, they're like, yeah, you know what? We really didn't do much. We had a couple of things. We passed a budget, an actual budget, not a spending plan, but a budget. We're saving this money. We're doing this. We're doing that. But other than that, we really didn't do anything. I am okay with that because the less that they do, then that means the less we get regulated to death. 233 It's the number for the show. Good morning. Welcome to the... Sorry, I missed you. I'm glad I went to my cardiologist appointment yesterday. By the way, I went yesterday and I was drinking espresso during the show, which I knew was not the smartest idea. And I didn't even think about it until like afterwards. I downed the thing. and I'm like, ooh, I got there. My blood pressure was good. Heart rate was way too high. Today, both are probably too high. But this whole thing with the, uh, the regulations... We, we've got to stop. We got to stop being overregulated to death. And we also have to have, you know, better government responsibility. And again, this thing with the, the, uh, the speeding cameras in Panama City trying to pass that off to a third-party private company. That's just passing the buck. 233-9980. It's the number. Good morning. Welcome to the Brian Rush Show. Good morning, Brian. I don't know Did if it's good uh... Yeah, well, did you get the pictures of where code enforcement took pictures inside of my bedroom window and over my fence and all that stuff? I, I, I think I, I think I saw those in uh, in all the stuff that you sent me, and you know that that again, it, it, you know, we, we start going into the argument that I'm making about you know too much regulation and too much power and control, um, and and it's all over the place. I mean, it really truly is, and we we even experience the thing it here. About it is, if I may. The thing about it is our Constitution and Bill of Rights is simple for a reason. I've said this a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, it's simple but for I a reason to keep it simple, myself, stupid. But, but I keep I keep repeating myself because it's just as relevant then as it is now. Mm-hmm. But during the meantime, if you'll just give me the opportunity without shutting me off, you know, that, that when I say they, they uh, forged my name in court records, I'm fixing to send you a copy of a motion that they filed one minute before the court was supposed to start. They forged my name, filed the motion, and then the judge made a ruling on something that he, I told him that I did not sign. I don't know what it says. And now they're telling me they're coming to take my house in conjunction with the taxes that I've already paid. Yeah, it's it's a pain in the neck. And, and these are some of the dangers that we have 
uh, with government. I get it. Go ahead and send that to me so I can take a look at it. We got to run. We're up against our break. Uh, thanks for the call. We'll be right back. This is The Brian Russ Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. By the way, coming up after 7 o'clock, Mark Mix is going to be joining us from Right to Work. We're going to talk with him about uh, work stuff. Hang on. We'll be right back. the progressive dream one show at a time the brian rush show is on news talk at 101 all right welcome back to the show happy taco tuesday gotta change the subject up just a little bit before my cardiologist calls me and goes dude er now i actually had a key kg yesterday and it was like your heart's doing pretty good <laughs> and I, the way he said it to me too was kind of like this amazement because i know he listens to the show it was kind of like i could see the look in his face like huh Kind of impressed. Now, I'm not sure how it happened. Was this really you? You know what it is. I think it's because stuff like this just gets me so riled up. It like it's an exercise for the heart. Yeah, the heart's very strong. It's very strong. It's pumping hard. Anyhow, <laughs> coming up at the top of the hour, uh, we're going to be chatting with uh, Mark Mix from the Right to Work, and uh, we always have great conversations about him, especially when it comes to all this labor stuff and and things going on with that. But I got to talk about this. Microsoft is out bragging now. <laughs> it just, I mean, first off, what's the argument? We hear it all the Oh, we need to have diversity and equity and inclusion and everything needs to be equal. Okay, fine. Great. You know what? Let's make everything equal. Okay, this is what we're going to do. You ready? Microsoft now facing a lot of backlash for now bragging in a report. In its 2023 diversity and inclusion report that it did, it came out with this. Uh, and it talks about its pay equity agenda. Equity, you know, being equal. Apparently now uh, in the report, which again, <sighs> read the report before you submit it and, and let it go out public and then go, is this right? Uh, is anyone going to say anything about this? They're bragging about the fact that in their diversity and inclusion report that Microsoft now pays white employees less than racial minority employees that are in the similar roles. Um, and, uh, and they also talk about how it boasts that Asian employees make more than both black and white employees with matching job titles, levels, and tenure. Yay! We're fair and equal. Okay, so what would happen now if the black and the white employees turn around and say, hey, that's not fair? Where's our diversity equity and inclusion. But I mean, if you're going to go down this road of saying, and this is the liberal thing, it's just like they, they don't understand the words that come out of their mouth. They, they like to use these fancy words. What should we use? This is a great word. I saw this in a movie. It's diversity, diversity where we can be diverse and then we can have like inclusion where everybody's like included. But Microsoft openly admits this in their own report about pay equity agenda. So if you're going to have an agenda to make it so that everybody gets paid equally, which in my opinion, not necessary. You pay people based upon their skill level, not even the, the tenure. You could be someplace that for a hundred years and still suck at your job and somebody could be there for five years and be a hundred times better. I would rather pay the person who does better. By the way, 
Uh, McDonald's. There is now the first McDonald's ever that is out, and I forgot exactly where it is, but it is now 100% automated. The drive through is automated. The kitchen is automated. The counter is automated. No employees. Walk up, place your order. Boom. The robot does the thing, comes out. Boom. There you go. That's what happens when you say that we should have equity. I need to be paid fair. No, you need to have a job skill. If you don't have a job skill, you shouldn't get paid through the roof. And if you think this is going to be the only McDonald's that's going to be like that, oh, you're mistaken. Hang on, Mark Mix is going to join us after the top of the hour. Sometimes the only way to stop him from talking is to cut his mic off and play some commercials. But don't worry, he'll probably pick right back up where he left off. More of The Brian Rush Show is next on News Talk at 101. WYOO, Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk leader and home of The Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101. Now, ladies and gentlemen, get started. Broadcasting from the shores of the world's most beautiful beaches, this is the most talked about radio show in Bay County. The Brian Rust Morning Show, melting down snowflakes faster than a blowtorch and doing it with a smile. Now, here's Brian Rust on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show in hour number three. Happy Taco Tuesday, and want to welcome back to the show. Been a little bit since we've had him on, Mark Mix from the Right to Work. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, Brian. I know that you're in a in a interesting mood, but that's your <laughs> that's your mood all the time, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but I'm a little bit more riled up today than than normal. But I mean, it's you know we got to fight this, and there's so many fights that are that are going on, you know. And oh, we just we what happened to our freedoms, man? It's just it's it's insanity. But I'm glad yeah. that I'm glad that you're back on because uh, the past couple of times that uh, you know uh, we were going to have you on, you were unavailable, so we had uh, we had your number two guy, uh, which has been great. Uh, so I'm glad to have you back on. I missed you, man. It's well, kind of... I miss you too, Brian. But it's been busy. <laughs> um, you know, we've just got there's so much going on, right? And and yeah, and so little time, as we say, right? So so much and so little time. That's right, and and there is so much. And you guys, uh, with the Right to Work group, um, you you guys have done so much for the the American workers, and and probably more than people even realize. You know, the last time that you and I were specifically talking. Uh, we were talking about the uh, the things with like the Starbucks union and the mess that that had become. And, and clearly it's become even more of a monster. And you and I were just talking about this off the air about how it's easier to get into it than it is to get out of it. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. And, and, and there's no better case study right now than Starbucks. And, right? you know, what, what happened was four years ago, Brian, Starbucks was the most progressive employer in the country. Everyone loved them. They loved their, well, I don't know if they love their coffee, but they love the vibe, to, as my daughters say. I hate to say Starbucks, it. I love their coffee. I just hated them. <laughs> You know, it's just like okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Okay. Yeah, it was guilty Super pleasure, folks. Yeah, but the bottom line is this: so, so four years ago, they were this ideal employer. They were providing benefits for employees. They were providing, you know, college tuition for many of their employees, and their benefit program looked good. And all of a sudden, the union took a look at them and said, "You know what? They're a likely target for unionization because of their their young employees and their baristas, and they and the fact they've come out of uh, government education institutions, and so they've got to have a favorable opinion about." unions and about association and all these other things. 
And so the SEIU invested a ton of money in training people to go into these facilities and organize unions. In fact, they spent about $2.5 million training people and then paying people, Brian, mm-hmm. to go into Starbucks and organize the union. These are called union salts. So they're, they're employees of the union. They're getting paid by the union. They go into the Starbucks under false pretenses in, in many cases and say, hey, we'd love to work here. And then as soon as they get in there, they start agitating for a union. Well, they've had some success getting the baristas at, at, what, I think about 370, 380 Starbucks units across the country to vote for a union and bring the union in to represent them. They've lost about 80 or so of those elections, and they've withdrawn from probably 40 or 50 of them during this period. But what happened is now that the union elections have occurred and there's been really no progress, and in fact, Brian, this won't surprise you, it may surprise others, the agitator that was a paid union agent leaves after the union successfully is elected, and then everyone's looking around saying, hey, where's Brian? Brian was the guy that pushed us into this. He's over at the other Starbucks trying to get them on board now. That's exactly yeah. right, because he likes the coffee, doggone. That's right. But anyway, it's a, you know, so then they move on, and they look around, and they say, well, where did Brian go? And he's gone, and they've moved on, just as you say. And then a, a m- bunch of time passes, and they say, you know what? This isn't really even worth it. Nothing's happening here. Now we can't even talk to our employer about mm-hmm. situations, and there's polarization in the workplace. So now these units are starting to get out. You have to wait at least 12 months to have another election in a union setting like this. Once you get in, you can't have an election to remove the union for up to 12 months and even longer. So now the NLRB is denying these workers the right to vote to get out. And I think we have 15 different units around the country where we're helping workers navigate that, that legal fare, if you will, to try to get out of the union. And it's not going well because the National Labor Relations Board, because Starbucks, the mothership, if you will, you know, Starbucks has 16,500 stores across the country. And they dropping. They have 9,500 corporate stores. Yeah. yeah. And dropping. Um, That's the other thing. And it, yeah, that's right. And they won't let any, they won't let them have their vote. They just yeah. won't even let them vote by secret ballot to get out, to get to get out of the union. So Heck, we're and still it, it's so bad too. Now. I don't know if if you remember this and other remember this. There was uh, I think it was the New York store where they they wanted to unionize and everything, and then Starbucks was like, "Screw this!" and they just closed the store. And the court ordered them to open the store back up. It's like I mean, yeah. if you could get to that point where you say, "I don't want to be in business," and the government can tell you, "No, you've got to open the back up." Just because you didn't want to have the the union in there, it's like that is, whoo, that's yeah. dangerous. And where where are we on the freedom scale again, Brian? Number seventeen. 17. Maybe we ought to take a step down to eighteen after something like that. Uh, you know what? I just it, it it seems to drop more and more every year. I'm just waiting for us to to get into the top uh, you know top thirty at this point. Mm, wow. they're, they're going the wrong way with it. But, um, you know, with the Starbucks yeah. union, obviously that's that's one of the union problems that we have had. And, you know, it's it's, it's going to be one of the union experiences that some of these younger people are, are experiencing the dangers of. But they're not the only one. You know, we, we do have the the um, the, the UAW, uh, which there's the all kinds of problems with that one. And, and they've they've created issues that I'm sorry they've gotten themselves into. Uh, but there's so much more, like even the, the Teamsters and the violence that's going on. Let's talk a little bit about that uh, with what's happening with them. Yeah, we just filed a case on behalf of some employees out in California, in Long Beach, California, who 
where the NLRB basically issued a complaint against the Teamsters Union, Local 848 out there, because they threatened violence for people that didn't get, kind of toe the union line. And, you know, we don't see that very much like we used to maybe in the 19, late 50s, early yeah. 60s. And, and that, that idea of in-your-face union violence and intimidation is not as prevalent, but it still exists out there. And fortunately, this National Labor Relations Board, look at the facts going on in this case for an employee of a company called Savage Services, which provides logistical support at ports and supply chain work and railroad work and operation maintenance work. We'd won a case against them a couple years back, the same uh, the same union that was illegally taking dues money out of workers' paychecks that they weren't forced to pay as a condition of employment. They're, they're forced to pay many things, but the political ideology of the union was not something they could compel workers to do, and we won a major settlement on behalf of 60 employees. And now we're right back here working with uh, with another employee of that company that's been threatened with with violence. They threatened the union employees with physical violence for not supporting the union. Um, and so, fortunately, we got a case out. We got a complaint out of that. We're going to litigate that, and hopefully, the union will have to back off, and these workers' rights will be vindicated by the National Labor Relations Board and by uh, what is a rarity these days: the enforcement of employee rights under the National Labor Relations Act. Brian, we have two big cartels: big labor and big business. Mm-hmm. They fight it out on a regular basis. The, the one piece that's left out of the equation are the employees, and that's where we come in to help these employees exercise their rights. Yeah, it's insane to think that we are we. Re- re- we're basically go, taking that step back, uh, you know, to that point of the of the the bullying of uh, of some of the the teamsters to to get their own way. And you know, I've been I've been shouting the alarms about uh, you know unions for quite some time, and they're just they're not what they once were. They're now just a bunch of political thugs not looking out for the employees' best interest, yeah. like it did when we needed it back with the robber baron days. You know, when work environment was was not exactly the place that you wanted to be and unions stepped in and they really made that difference. Nowadays, I mean, there's really, I can think of like maybe one union, uh, that being the the Airline Pilots Association, that really does things, well, granted, it does things for the employees and it helps them, but it actually helps out the people of the, the, the country. I don't think there's any other union that does any good for society anymore. Well, you, you, you get in a, in a heated argument with a union official, you know, like Sean Fain or Sean O'Brien, the Teamster Sean O'Brien or the UAW new president, Sean Fain. I mean, they think that <laughs> everything they do is predicated on making, making the country better and right. making individual rights better. But what they do, what they use, Brian, is compulsion. They have to have mm-hmm. force and compulsion, and that's right. outrageous. I mean, if, if they're doing good things, people would join them voluntarily, and they don't need compulsion. Yeah. But forced unionism is written into the is baked into the, the the law of the federal government imposed on the states. Yeah, and you know, I think one of the greatest moments ever when it comes to uh, you know that whole trying to flex your muscle. I don't know if you remember this, and I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but it's a congressman who used to be an MMA fighter that was ready to go up over the counter after the uh, the union guy during a hearing. Oh my God, yes. that. That would have been the greatest. Yeah. I mean, it would, yeah, you was, want to step outside? Let's yeah, go. Yeah, that was Senator Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma. Yes. And that, that, orig- that, that whole contest originally started back in March of last year at mm-hmm. a hearing, a Bernie Sanders hearing, that I was testifying at. I was literally sitting between Sean O'Brien and Mark Wayne Mullen when they had their first encounter where they were, you know, it got gaveled down by Bernie. I wasn't at the second one where they literally, where Mark Wayne Mullen said, okay, we're both adults, we both consent, let's settle it right now. Yeah. They were going to, I don't know if they were going to go outside, I think they were going to fight right in the room. 
But I, literally, if there had been a fight in that first one, I'd have been in it. I'd got my 15 seconds of fame, Brian. I'd have been pummeled by like you know teamster guys in the back. It would have been kind of <laughs> hockey fightish, if you will. Yeah. You know, pulled it. I was my my goal was to pull the sweater over somebody's head and you know and then sure run. See me. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to get in yeah. the way of no, that stuff. Run. Yeah. That I'm sorry. I think it yeah. would be a great fight. I you know the fact that Bernie oh stop us. It's like let him go at it. You know, we need a good fight, uh, you know, at some point. It's been a long time since we've uh, we've had one in the Senate and in, in the Congress in general, so let him go. I mean, I think when that happened, I think we all heard chairs sliding aside, like people going, uh-oh, I'm out of the way, because uh, it was it was right there, ready to go. And and you know what? Maybe maybe we need that. And the fact that we got an MMA fighter, you know, in uh, in Congress to help, uh, that's that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Let's well, talk. and yeah, and, and Sean O'Brien provoked him. I thought he sent like five tweets saying to call him a phony and yeah. call him a fraud and all kinds of. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's interesting times. Yeah, I'm still waiting for the uh, the fight to go down. One of one of these days it'll happen, and I hope it's on camera because that'll be fantastic. So let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the UAW. Um, and, and I love yeah. this with with the uh, and, and the UAW is not the only one. We see this like with the teachers unions as well and some of the others where we're seeing like the the uh, union will endorse. But then the members are like, I'm not voting for that. I mean, let's talk about what's going on with that. Yeah, Brian, and this is breaking news. I mean, well, I guess to say not breaking anymore because it's not like 30 seconds ago, but it was a couple weeks ago when the United Auto Workers Union was here in Washington and they announced they were going to uh, endorse Joe Biden for president. That's not really a surprise that that, that would happen. Um, they've done that before, and they spend a large percentage, almost all of their money on one party mm-hmm. that is Joe Biden's party. But in this case, it was the 14 members of the executive committee that decided this endorsement. Shortly after that endorsement was issued, Sean Fain, the new president of the UAW, went on Fox News, and he said this, and I'm quoting, he said, let me be clear, the great majority of our members are not going to be voting for Joe Biden. They're going to be voting for their paycheck. And maybe Sean Fain read the uh, NBC poll that came out in January before that endorsement that said, you know, the American people trust Donald Trump by 22% greater margin than Joe Biden of managing the economy. Mm -hmm. So what Sean Fain said was either a mistake, he said something out loud he wasn't supposed to say, or... He's being an honest, saying, you know, look, we're going to endorse this pre- this guy. We're going to spend our money on him. We're going to spend union members' money on him. But the great majority of our members are not going to vote for him. Boy, there's no no better case study of what you're just talking about than that one yeah. two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Yeah, it's crazy, absolutely crazy. You know, this is another thing I want to I want to hit on a little bit. Let's get some of your thoughts and opinions on this. You know, we are uh, we're we are now in a working environment where the idea of being a W two employee is like almost frowned upon. Uh, employers don't want it. Employees don't want it. We're seeing more and more of the 1099 uh, environment out there. And we recently saw the the situation out in California uh, where they started going after the 1099 people. They're going after the rideshare people, you know, trying to get them into unions and everything else. And now there's this thing called the PRO Act, uh, which is kind of making its way through Congress and everything. What can you tell us about the PRO Act and and your thoughts on the dangers of it? Yeah, well, first and foremost, I mean, from, from our standpoint, it's a, uh, it's a survival battle for right to work because one of the provisions in the PRO Act would repeal all the right to work laws across the country, including Florida's, and it would reimpose the compulsory forced unionism written into the 1930 labor policy that basically governs private sector labor management across the country. But it also does have this redefinition of what an independent contractor and what an employee is. And, Brian, the, the calculus there is very simple. Unions can't organize independent contractors. They can unionize employees. Mm-hmm. And so the goal for the unions, and it happened in California, to your point, that's Assembly Bill 5 back in 2018, I think is when it passed, 
it, it redefined what is an employee and what is an independent contractor. And basically, when it was fully implemented, went into effect, and there was litigation, there was actually a ballot initiative against it that, that the people of California kind of voted down the, 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 the entirety of AB5. It, was, it had about 100 carve-outs in it, and it's really bad. And, and basically, it put literally millions of people on the unemployment line that were doing, you know, phot- photography, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, truck drivers, uh, musicians, people that have a side hustle or a full-time independent hustle that they love. Right. And they're going to do that. They're trying to bring that to the entire country through the PRO Act is redefining these independent contractors. But the bottom line is, look, the only way, the reason why they're doing it is because you've got to be able to unionize those people so you can create dues revenue, so you can get political contributions, which give you more power to collect more union dues that give you more money for politics. So it's a vicious cycle, and that's what the, uh, the theory is here for sure. And it all keeps coming right back around to that word, power, is all it is. They, they want this power. Ugh. Mark, that's just, this is insane. I mean, we're talking, by the way, with uh, Mark Mix, who's the, from the Right to Work Committee. Uh, you guys do some great work, uh, you know, really helping and fighting for the, uh, fighting for the people. Um, and, and, and we need a lot of this, this help because uh, with, with how, many, how busy most of our lives are nowadays, I, I don't think uh, many of us are really aware of a lot of what's really going on with really trying to take away our rights. You know, I mean, I, I know that like the the right to work situation, um, you know, like here in the state of Florida, we have the right to work where, you know, you can tell the employee or the employer to go, you know, float a boat and the other way around, uh, which is kind of nice and kind of dangerous. But, you know, to take away that from employees, you know, it's just, man, there's, this is not a good direction that we're going in. I mean, what what do you think their ultimate goal is? I mean, to, to do all this stuff because it's going to destroy the work environment. Yeah. I, you know, obviously I, I don't want to get into the deep recesses of the minds of those folks that are interested in that type of control, but that's what it's about, Brian. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at it, uh, you know, you go back and you think about, you know, the socialist movement or the Marxist movement or the fascist movement where government controls basically you have everything. You, you get to control your, you get to own your business, but you don't get to control it. Right. And ultimately, you know, the more regulations they pile on, the more power they give to private organizations like labor unions to control the livelihoods of workers, whether it be through redefining independent contractor and employee or whether it's just flat out, you know, look, you've got to pay a private organization in order to work. I mean, those types of, of programs and those types of policies have failed everywhere they've been tried. And unfortunately, you know, we continue to, for, for, we never learn from the past and what we ought to do. And I think what, you know, this debate about we're coming as we move to November is about what is government's role in our lives. And, and I think there's a, a, a real distinction between the Biden view and whoever the Republican, whether it be Donald Trump, I think it will be at this point. But you look at the four years under Donald Trump and he talked about individual freedom and liberty and securing the border and less government and less taxes and less regulation, those things actually free up the energy and spirit of Americans who want to live the American dream, if you wanted to use a metaphor for it. Um, But part of that, and a big part of that, is individual freedom and liberty, the ability to make choices for ourselves, the ability to fail, and the ability to succeed beyond our wildest imagination. And all of the the layers of regulation, the layers of control that they they just keep keep putting on top of people um, and militate against that. And that's... You know, I, I hope that Americans wake up to it, Brian. I think they will. I think they are. Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing that. 
Um, and it's just a question of, you know, this is a grand experiment in self-government. We are designed to rule ourselves with who we loan our power to when it comes to legislative bodies, whether in Tallahassee or Washington, D.C. And if we're not engaged, if we're not involved, and we don't care about that, then boy, oh boy, then if we, you know, you, see, you want to articulate these problems, look in the mirror, because it's we the people. And if we don't, if we're not aware of it, we're not fighting for it, then it's our own fault, not someone else's. So we can't really whine about it. Yeah, that that's right. And and we need to uh, we need to make sure that we step up and do what we can on this uh, because they're all about uh, reducing our freedoms. And, you know, like I've been talking about all morning, you know, we're on that freedom scale, number 17. And part of that index is the regulations and the more regulations they put on us, the less freedom that we have. And we're we're ever so quickly getting to that that 20 point. Uh, you know, for, for countries to have more freedom than we do. And this isn't the way the, uh, that America is supposed to be, and we need to fight it. Mark Mix, president of the uh, the National Right to Work Committee, and also you serve as president of the National Right to Work Legal Defense Foundation. Tell us where we can uh, learn more information about uh, your fight and how we can uh, we can take part. Well, yeah, first of all, Brian, thanks for the opportunity to talk with you this morning. But if you want more information about what we do from a legislative standpoint, that's the Right to Work Committee, nrtwc.org, nrtwc.org. And if you want to know about your legal rights in the workplace, that's our foundation, nrtw.org, nrtw.org. Excellent. Mark Mix, thanks you for uh, for the fight that you guys do. Love having you on. I'm glad I had you on. I mean, I love you, number two, uh, but I love having you on, too. So uh, we'll definitely have you back on, get some more updates on the, the fight. And uh, thank you for the uh, the work that you guys and your committees are doing because we uh, we need every little bit of help we can get. All right, Brian, thanks for the opportunity. And have a Coke with your uh, with your taco today. That's <laughs> yeah. the thing you were thinking about. All right? Yeah, Bye. no, I'm going margarita, man. I'm going margarita. I need it after today, I think is what it is. Mark Mix, thanks so All much. Right. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you again soon. Uh, you know, it's, he pointed it out. You know, regulations. We're getting hit with so many regulations that it is taking away our freedoms. The way that they are looking at these unions, they're, they're taking away the freedoms of we the worker. You know, this is all part of that master plan to obtain power and control over you. We we know where that leads to. We have to stop it. So uh, go check that out. The National Right to Work Committee uh, and the uh, National Right to Work Legal Defense Foundation. Just Google those and you can uh, find them out. Uh, they do some great work. Hang on. We're going to take a quick break. We're right back. This is the Brian Russ Show, and you're listening to News Talk at 101. Good morning. Santa Rosa Beach to Mexico Beach and heard around the world on the News Talk at 101 app and the podcast. You're listening to The Brian Rust Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. It's like musical maestro over here. One at a time, folks. One at a time. We can't have both going. There you go. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's so hard to find good computers to do the job right. Hey, we got to take a break for Fox News Code of here at the bottom of the hour. I need to cut back on this espresso. This was just a bad idea. You would think that I would have learned by now, but I haven't. Hang on, we'll be right back. This is the Brian Rush Show. Thanks so much for waking up with us, and happy Taco Tuesday. We got some breakfast tacos this morning, all right? more fun analyzing the progressive left than a happy hour at Nancy Pelosi's place. This is the Brian Rust Show on News Talk at 101. All right, welcome back to the show. Happy Taco Tuesday. Thanks so much for waking up with us today. I think, 
I'm a little calmer now than I was earlier this morning. I was riled up today. If you missed the beginning part of the show, go back, grab the podcast at Newstalk101.com. That news report, and you heard it in the, the news, the local news right there was from WMBB about the uh, the speed cameras. Ugh. Hang on. Woosa. Woosa. Go back and listen to the podcast. <laughs> because... Oh, it just got me, it just got me riled up. It really did. You know, and, and, and I went on to so many other things and, and we, we start thinking about this with how America's freedoms, we just don't have it anymore. We, we, we are nowhere near the free country that we were when I was a kid. And the sad part about this is that so many people don't even understand the, uh, the freedom index. You know, it's amazing that, um, uh, one, I, I love the interaction that I get from you guys. You, you guys with the, to give you an idea, this is, this is how much you guys interact with me. And some people get blown away when they come in the studio and they see this. We've got the Facebook. We got, uh, my personal Facebook, the show's Facebook page. Uh, sometimes the news talking one-on-one Facebook page. We've got the text messaging at 233-9988. Then there's also generally Wimkin, which today is down because they got flooded with popularity. They're so popular, they got taken down. Uh, and then, of course, Rumble uh, and all the private messages that I get. There's sometimes upwards of 400 messages a show. I'm, I'm ki- not kidding you. I'm not kidding. It's not a joke. Uh, so sometimes there's things that I, I can't even get them to them all until after the show is over. But it's amazing how many of you guys who, uh, you know, you're, you're in all about the policies. You're all about what's going on in the world and you're paying attention to what's going around you. And some of you didn't even know that we were at, ranked at number 17 on that freedom scale. Below Canada. Canada, the country that says, you can't have guns because guns are dangerous and you've got to take this shot. Otherwise, we're going to we're gonna take things away from you. And if you say something we don't like, we're going to have you pre-programmed. I mean, think about this. This is the stuff that, that Canada has done recently. One, with Jordan Peterson, which, by the way, we're giving away tickets to go see him in Jacksonville. We teamed up with the print shop to send you that. Uh, go to Newstalk101.com, get signed up for those tickets. Or... Text the word Jordan to 233-9988. You like how I just looped all that in there? But, I mean, it's relevant with him. And I'm sure he'll even talk about this. In Canada with Jordan Peterson, he made a comment. Uh, and I believe it was on a podcast that he made a comment regarding the transgender situation. And because of the fact that he said that, the government of Canada looked at him and was like, um, that is, like, so offensive. Like, you got to take that back. And he was like, screw you. I'm not taking that back. It's the truth. I'm the trained psychiatrist. You're not. And they're like, oh, my God, but feelings are so hurt. You need to take that back or we're going to have to, like, have you reprogrammed. And I'm not saying that, like, isn't a joke. No, they literally told him that if he doesn't do this, he's going to have to go for reprogramming. What in the creepy-ass Matrix world are we living in when we're going to start telling human beings that if we don't like the words that come out of your mouth, we're going to have you reprogrammed? Now, that's something that Canada did to one of its citizens. In addition to that, we remember the, the trucker strike. They, they went to Ottawa, and they, they decided they're going to do the trucker strike, and then Canada was like, you know what? We're going to take your trucks away from you. We're going to take your bank accounts away from you. And by the way, if you're somebody who contributed to one of these truckers, we're going to take your bank account away from you to the point they even threatened Americans that they would take our bank account away from us. I'm sorry, Canada. I got to just tell you this. 
You take away the bank account of an American, just be prepared because there's a whole bunch of us that are going to come up and over that border and we're going to come visit you and you won't like it. But this is what Canada did and they are ranked higher on the freedom scale than we are. They have a socialist as a prime minister. The guy running the country, open socialist. And they're ranking higher on the freedom scale than the United States of America. The country that that trademarked, we're a free people. BS. We're not anymore. And it's because of all these regulations and because of all this stuff that's going on. <sighs> Thought it was going to be okay. I guess not. Um, today is a Michigan primary day, by the way. Uh, anyone want to get in on the pool? Whether or not, you know, it's not even worth it at this point because she keeps saying she's not going to. But I'm just kind of wondering because as it is right now, most polls are showing uh, that um, that Nikki Haley is still trailing Donald Trump by like 20 plus points in Michigan. Just not do it. But remember, as Nikki Haley tells us, I'm the only one that can beat Biden. No, you can't. Just because one poll tells you that doesn't mean that you can beat Biden. I'm the only one that can do it. But we do have to remember the phrase that um, polls don't vote, voters vote. So we do need to get out and actually vote. That's the important thing. See how long Nikki Haley hangs in there. I'm hoping that after today, she finally realizes, uh, you know, now that the Coke uh, group has said, you know, we're not going to give you any more money. They pulled their funding away. And that was one of her big sources that, um, that maybe uh, she'll get out. And of course, Republican voters should also pay attention to who else is donating to her. When you, and, and look, if I'm going to run for office and you're going to give me money uh, to run for office and you are on the absolute opposite spectrum of the, uh, the political bias, if, if I'm running as a Republican and you're a progressive and you say, hey, I want to donate to your campaign, I'll take your money. I, I will take your money and I will spend that on mailings and T-shirts and stuff that I'm going to give to my Republican voters, but I'm not going to cave into you. But you have people like Nikki Haley where... Not only is she relying on a lot of Democrat donors to give her money, she was relying on Democrat voters so that she could try and win primaries. That's your sign, girl. We don't want you. Go home. We'll see what happens. But I mean, on a good note, though, uh, we do have um, Ronna McDaniel is out. March 8th, uh, she's going to step down and Apparently, Donald Trump is going to pick somebody else. And, and I do love how she's like, we just got to let our, we got to let our nominee pick somebody. You were picked by the nominee and you did a craptastic job at it. Oh, oh my Canadian uh, listener, LP, uh, yeah, he is a Marxist, a socialist of the, the worst kind. Oh. <laughs> uh. And of course, yeah, you're right. As he said to us, <laughs> that your poopy pants is no better. Poopy pants isn't being Biden. My God. You know, that that's the other thing that um that I I just question is how how Democrats can look at Joe Biden and be like, that's my man. Like Harry Sisson and Chris Mowry and the, the other propagandists, how they look at that and go, Oh my God, Joe Biden's so great. Don't tell us that the sun is out in the middle of the night on a, a, a no moon night with cloud cover. We're not that stupid. Uh, Maggie, who conducted the freedom scale and what elements were ranked? Um, I went over that a little while ago, so I'll give you the quickie points on this one. 
Um, there's a couple of organizations that actually do it. Um, there's, um, uh, oh God, was it Freedom House? Um, the Cato Institute does one. There's like three or four of them out there, but it, there's basically about 86 or so different um, different basic uh, points that they look at. And, and a lot of it is uh, freedom of religion, uh, overregulation, um, you know, taxation, finance, um, you know, just all this. I mean, like I said, there's like 86 different um, indicators that they go by uh, and it's it's everything. It covers, you know, uh, health care, religion, uh, your freedoms, um, everything. And that's that's how they rank it based on who's got the least of certain things. Um, big government is another one that's a that's a factor. So they look to see which one's got the biggest government, which one's got the less government, how much government interferes with your life. I mean, there's it's complex uh, when you really dig into it. Um, it's easier just to just to go, oh, we're at number 17. That's not good. <laughs> you know, trust me. Uh, and, and of course, it also gets into like education and all kinds of stuff. So there's a lot of factors that get into it. Um, and for us to rank at number 17, that's, it's just not good. I mean, I, I could accept us just simply being in like the top five and not number one. Okay. Uh, but for us to be at 17 is just as stupid. It really truly is absolutely stupid. And we, uh, we shouldn't be there. So Joe Biden is going to be going by the way, down to the border second time in his, in his uh, presidency. Now we're at, uh, three and uh, let's call it three and almost three and a half years. Three years. All right, we'll go three years. Three years, only two visits. The second one coming up. And I love how now all of a sudden the Biden administration and the Democrats are are starting to be like, oh my God, we got problems with the border. And this is one of these things too that I just want to, oh, I want to. Um, the whole situation with the uh, the Georgia University student, uh, uh, Lakin, uh, Lakin Riley, the one that was killed by the illegal. I, I love how, first off, CNN came out on Anderson Cooper last night and, and talking about how, um, you know, the, the left has essentially turned this political. And they, they turned this political. Turned this political? I, you had an illegal alien that came in and killed a 22-year-old student because he couldn't have his way. Or maybe he did and then killed her afterwards. I don't know. But it's not like this is the first time. Anderson Cooper, I mean, you might have some good-looking hair, but you're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot. No wonder why CNN, nobody wants to watch them. But in all this situation, Biden even came out and he's like, we need to have some accountability for this. Holy cow, mashed potatoes. Yes, we do. And you're part of the problem. Part of the big problem that we have is that you have allowed an open border. You know, why don't you go to uh, Lakeland's uh, family? Go to her mother and father and tell them that. We need to have some accountability for what happened. Anderson Cooper going on saying that, you know, oh, uh, oh, they're making this political and saying that it never would have happened if, if it wasn't for the border stuff. Yeah, because if we had a secure border, you dumb clown, we wouldn't have illegals in here and the numbers that we do killing our young women. Jeez. I can't figure out why nobody wants to watch CNN. <laughs> Jeez, I swear to God. I swear to God. It's just, I can't take the stupid anymore. Uh, you know what? I, I really hope that in, um, they don't add stupid into the freedom index indicators. Because if they do that and they look at the level of stupid 
that we have in this country uh, from some of these talking heads, from some of our leaders, we will probably drop down below Russia. Russia, by the way, is at 121 on the list. It's unbelievable. It really, it's just absolutely unbelievable to think that this country is, has gotten to the point that we are. But Joe Biden going to the border on Thursday, uh, I'm sure he's going to get out there and, and walk around and be upset because, he goes, could we have some ice cream? No, Mr. President, it's too hot down here and we're outside here in the desert and we can't have ice. But I really want to have some ice cream. There's a place in New Braunfels that has great ice cream, which there is, by the way. There's a, a place called the Tipsy Cow in New Braunfels. Uh, is, is it New, New Bruffles? Is that how you say it? I know I got some Texas people actually that listen that live in that town uh, that listen. I, I want to go there just for their ice cream. It's a, um, how do we say? It's adult ice cream. They put alcohol in it, which that's the type of ice cream I think we need to keep away from Joe Biden. It's bad enough that he's eating his vanilla. Uh, we don't need him getting down to the point where he's getting tipsy as well. I mean, he's tipsy when he's, I guess, sober. I don't know. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine Joe Biden at this point getting a little, a little sauced up? You're going to have to sit down, Joe. I want to stand up. No, you you can't stand up sober. You don't need to be standing up if you've been having some of the tipsy cow ice cream. Which, by the way, I found out that they actually ship the stuff now, too. So, mm. Delish. I think I'm actually going to get an ice cream maker just because of that. So we can't wait. Can't wait to see what Joe Biden's going to do when he goes to the border on Thursday. That'll be a good topic to talk about coming up on Friday. We got to take a quick break. Hang on. We'll be right back. This is the Brian Russell Show, and you're listening to News Talk 101. Good morning. Taking back America one uncensored and uncontrolled show at a time. It's the Brian Russ Show, and it's on News Talk at 101. All right, happy Taco Tuesday. Welcome back to the show. Thanks so much for waking up with us today. David, funny comment. When they say Walter's going to the border, are you sure he isn't thinking Taco Bell? Actually, when they say border, it might be like, you know, the electric fence that they've got up in the air of the White House that doesn't allow him to roam too far. <laughs> Silver alert. Man has wandered off the grounds of the White House. I bet they don't let him wander around. Have you ever noticed that, like, we've seen presidents in the past, and not, not even really Donald Trump really didn't do this too often, but, I mean, the man was busy. But we've always seen presidents in the past, uh, like um, even Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, Bush. You know, they would they would all get out there. They'd walk around on the White House lawn, and you know, they'd, you'd see them out there being. You'd never see Joe out there. I mean, maybe they're just afraid that he's going to, you know, trip and face plant or something. But then again, anytime that he is out on the lawn, you know, when it's like they have the Secret Service that 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 lead him there. Hey, Mr. President, come this way. Uh, turn turn right. No, Mr. President, turn. Where the hell is he going? He's going off. Just follow him. Maybe maybe they uh, they prevent him. So his idea of the border is anything outside of the walls of the actual White House itself. Uh, it's, it's so sad. Does he have a, a shock chip installed in his neck? I bet he does. I bet that he does actually have some sort of a shock collar thing going on there. Uh, and I think the batteries kind of wear off. By the time he's done with a speech. Or it's like an injection thing somewhere. He, he's got like one of those diabetic injections that pumps in the insulin. But they pump in a little something else into him just to get him going. They're sitting there going, oh, hitting the button, hitting the button, hitting the button. He's fading. He's fading fast. Quick, get him out of there. I don't know. It's just, it's a disaster. It, it's an absolute disaster. 
uh, to think about what's going on uh, with this country, with the uh, tater brains there uh, in charge of it. It's just, it's too much. It really is. But I can't wait to see him go down to the border. And when he goes down there, you know, here's an idea. And I know that they're going to take two different airplanes for this, and I'm fine with it, whatever. Um, but maybe Kamala, you know, the borders are, you know, as the boss, every now and then, uh, you know, you you take your your underlings, uh, you know, with you and be like, hey, why don't you um, why don't you show me the work that you're doing? <laughs> hey, why don't you bring Kamala down to have her show you all the work that she's doing? <laughs> I hear the other side's got great tequila. <laughs> I'm the border czar. You remember when she was like, I ha- well, I haven't been to the border, but I-, I also haven't been to Europe. How did we, how, how did we get to this point? I mean, see, how did we get to this point that we have her and him in the top spots? And you wonder why the Democrats really aren't pushing all that much uh, for the presidential election. I mean, they really aren't. Now that I'm pointing this out to you, pay attention to it. You're going to see it. They're not working hard for the presidency. They're working hard to get uh, governor's races. They're working hard to get, um, you know, congressional seats and stuff like that. They're almost at the point now where they're like, screw it. You know, it's not even worth trying to fight for this presidency thing. Let's just go through the motions and uh, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens at the end of all of this. But as long as we get the House and the Senate, we can impeach Donald Trump and boot him out of there. That's that's what they're hoping for. I think even, even the Republicans to a degree, I mean, the, the ones that are making decisions, I think they realize that, okay, we're done with this. This is hopeless. But then they're still paying people like Harry Sisson to get out there and uh, and keep telling people, oh my God, Joe Biden's so great. He's the greatest ever, the best president we've ever had. <laughs> okay, buddy. Okay. Keep telling the lies. Some people will believe it. And of course, then when uh, when uh, Donald Trump destroys him in the election, uh, they'll be like, well, you know, they they were cheating. Which the Biden administration... Uh, apparently looks like they were cheating. Uh, new details coming out now about a plant that uh, that the Biden administration had inside Fonnie Willis's uh, team. Yeah, they sent a Democratic operative down in there to, uh, you know, to essentially work. Talk about some election interference. Hello. I just don't know. I really, I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. It's, it's insanity. So, uh, before we wrap up the show, I got one other thing I got to hit on. And uh, sometimes uh, we, we got to hit on rumor control. Uh, and, and this time I'm actually, I'm hitting on the rumor control before even uh, rumor can even remotely kind of start. Uh, and it's kind of some changes that are that are going on. Now, here's one thing I'm going to, right out of the bat, right out of the gate, I'm going to say it this way. Uh, we are about, uh, we're just shy of doing 800 shows. I think next week will be our 800th show that we have done uh, on the Brian Rush Show in the past four years. This show is continuing on. No intentions of stopping it. Um, for those that watch the show on Wimpkin and on Rumble, um, probably in about the next month or so, uh, you're going to see a change in the uh, in the show. It, it's going to be in a different location. Uh, we're we're actually moving the show, uh, not full time. We're going to be leaving from Studio One A. We're going to be going to uh, some new Brian Rust Show exclusive studios. Uh, we're going to be doing that. And the reason for it is because, uh, and I've talked about how I, uh, in my additional role here, I am also the operations manager. So I kind of oversee the programming of all of the radio stations we have here. 
coming up um, mid-March, roughly, uh, I am actually stepping down from that role. Uh, the reason for it is because um, uh, I, am, I am taking a job uh, working for another aviation company. Uh, that is what I'm going to be doing. So outside of the Brian Rust show, uh, I will be, I, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping down from my normal duties here with the company and I'm going to be moving on to another company, uh, an aviation company, uh, to go back to what's essentially my other passion that I have. Um, but I, I, it's one of these things where, you know, if you don't get ahead of, of, of the conversation about it, that somebody's going to say something. Um, so here's the deal. It's, it's 100% my decision. I am the one who have decided to do this. So it's not like, uh, you know, I got demoted or got fired from it or anything. No, I decided, uh, you know, that it's, there's many reasons, you know, I talk about the health insurance thing, the financial aspect, it's been killing me. Um, and I have a passion for, for aviation. So that's the reason. The Brian Rust Show, this show that we hear every morning, Monday through Friday, from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m., not going anywhere. Well, physically, it's going to be sliding to a new studio um, sometime in the next month. Uh, but uh, the show's not going anywhere. We are going to be continuing. I'm not leaving the show. Uh, I am merely stepping down from my additional roles uh, that I have within the company and moving on to do uh, some work with another aviation company. So wanted to get ahead of that rumor before it even started. The Brian Kilmeade Show is on the way next. Go get yourself some tacos and tequila. We will see you tomorrow. See you later. Springfield, Panama City. Northwest Florida's News Talk Leader and home of the Brian Rust Morning Show. We are News Talk at 101.